period. Hello and good evening to another edition of the Chalk and Cheese Show. Wednesday already and it just flies by. Now, I'm not going to ramble on too much because we have a very, very special guest with us. Uh, joining us all the way from Miami, if I'm not um, mistaken, is uh, Miss Lizette martinez and lizette is an author activist and a survivor now obviously we'll get into the surviving bit a bit um very very soon but um as always i am joined by my um gorgeous australian friend uh mr charcoal how are you today sir pardon <laughs> what was that all about? yeah i don't know i don't even know where that come from i have not yeah, actually been called gorgeous before so that's the first gorgeous yeah, exactly. And especially coming from, you know, someone that's, um, you know, big and, and, and muscly like yourself, that's... Um, that, that's I'm very comfortable. I'm very comfortable. Very humbled. Um, yeah, so like Casper just mentioned, we are joined by someone very special tonight and we have dedicated this whole show. Um, usually we have around about three guests on and we, we power on through, but tonight we are just focusing on Lizette. Um, we are very happy and lucky to have her on the show and she's here to share her experience. Have. But, you know, from, the, from what happened in the past and hopefully um, enlighten anyone out there and, and touch everyone out there. So, uh, yeah, Casper, I'm, I'm excited about tonight. Yeah, me too. And I'm going to go straight into it, Lizette, because I have read parts of your book, um, because obviously outside of this show, I'm very, very busy. <laughs> um, so I have read parts of it. So can we just kind of recap on the first moment that you actually um, come into contact with um, R. Kelly? Well, I was just a 17 year old girl who was at the mall with my friends and just window shopping and waiting for another one of our friends to get off work. And he just, he saw me, I saw him and I said, oh, that's R. Kelly to my girlfriend. And she was like, why would he be at the mall? That's not him. And now we know 20 some years later why he goes, why he would go to malls to meet young girls. So when I said, oh no, that's him, I, I recognized him. He heard me and came back and gave me a big hug and kiss and just was like, you know, very friendly and just said he was doing an album. And I said, oh, I'm a singer and just mentioned just chit chatting type of thing. And then he said, OK, I'm, I'm you know, bye, I got to go, whatever. And I was like, OK, bye, you know, go back to my life. But then his bodyguard came back with a, with a piece of paper and gave me his phone number. So this is the what after so many years, this is what they were doing. Like we figured we found out, you know, that that was their way they would give every girl a piece of paper with his phone number on it. And that's why the federal, the feds um, say that it's a, the enterprise because everyone was in on it that was working for him. Well, yeah. Um, look, I've read a lot of your book. Um, Thank you. Yeah, not a problem, not a problem. I, I got, I, I'd, I'd say I got about halfway and I... I, I'm an emotional person anyway, for, for those who watch the show, they'll, they'll probably know. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't read anymore. I got to a point where I was just, I was that, 
gobsmacked. I know these situations happen out there, and hence the reason why, you know, you're on the show, you've written the book, um, you know, to, to, to explain your story and, you know, hopefully not have anyone go through this. But, um, yeah, some of the things that I, that I, that I read, um, you know, it, it just went right into everything. And, and I was shocked. I, I literally, my, my, my jaw hit the floor on a, on a number of times. Yes, you do hear things in media and you do hear things on, uh, you know, radio, TV and the news um, about these types of cases and they, <laughs> they're everywhere, unfortunately. Um, mm -hmm. But your intro into the book, I, I found that straight away captivating and it kind of made me want to read more because yeah. one of the comments that stood out is that, um, you know, you, you, because of all this, you've been you were classed as a groupie or a super fan, um, you know, and, and that was an excuse mm -hmm. for, for these types of things to happen. And I guess that that happens in normal society as well. You, you don't even have to be a groupie and you can be groomed. And, and, and I say the word groomed loosely and I'm really sorry, but mm -hmm. what I've read in your book, it's what happened. You yeah. were groomed, weren't you? I was groomed from a very, very young age. I was very naive. I was very young. You know, people need to understand that when your mind is not fully developed, so you shouldn't even be dealing with situations like this. Like I couldn't, I wasn't supposed to be in that situation. I dealt with it as best as I could, but I was not a super fan of his. I was just, I was a fan of Mariah Carey, Aaliyah, I liked her, you know, back in the days I liked, um, you know, other artists, I really wasn't a fan of his because I thought his music was way too sexual and I wasn't allowed to listen to it in my house. So that's not what the case was. The case was that I wanted to be a singer and my friends and my best friends saw that he, you know, they, they mentioned to me, he, he could probably help you. I mean, he's a super producer. So he, he already helped Aaliyah and he, um, many other artists and you're very talented. Why don't you try? So that's basically what happened to me. The, you know, people online, they love to blame us. They love to blame the, the survivors. And it's like, you can't, you, I took so long to come out. Why? Because this is very painful to talk about. I tried to get, to move on with my life. And, you know, I didn't bring charges on him back in the day because I just wanted to go on with my life. I was afraid of him. And it wasn't how it is now. There was no real support. He would have railroaded me, you know, and I just didn't want to do it. But when you, when you, when you're, when you see, you know, other women stepping out and saying, this happened to me, this happened to me, this happened to me, it gives you like strength to, to stand together. Yeah. I mean, it's power in numbers at the end of the day, isn't it? But when you actually, when you actually received R. Kelly's number, you in your book, you, you actually stated like, I'm not too bothered. You didn't even want to call him that, did you? No. It was your friend. Let no. me see if and, and her name right is it Michaela or, or Michelle Michelle yeah. yeah um yeah. she actually said right if you don't I will type of thing didn't she right. so um right. and 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 then I read obviously in your book when you did call him like you you kind of didn't know what to say to him essentially so that no. first initial phone call um because it, for, for everybody that is watching if you haven't read Lizette's book then please do read it trust me it's it, what I read it's very very good and um obviously you hear it from the horse's mouth but that first initial phone call a, a, a dinner was set up um wasn't it if if i'm not correct how, how did that mm -hmm. dinner go 
because obviously that would have been like the first official public meeting that you that you would have been seeing. yeah it happened yeah, right? it happened really quickly the same day that i met him when he set up a dinner for for me and my best friend michelle was there and barry hankerson was there who was Aliyah's uncle and who was his manager and a bunch of other people were there guys it was all guys all the time and um so we're sitting at the outback steakhouse and he puts his hand on my leg. And that's when I felt like creeped out because I wasn't there for that, you know? And I just moved it aside. And then, you know, I sang on, I sang later on during, down the down a, a few minutes after that happened, then they wanted to hear me sing. Then he was like, oh, I want to hear you sing. So then I sang and then we went back to the studio. But at, something very important is that my sis, my best friend asked, him straight up did you marry Aaliyah and he said no don't believe everything you read and this is her uncle who's sitting right here next to you so we didn't believe that he did it yeah you know well, it wasn't the media it wasn't like how it is now there was no way of really knowing yeah because obviously watching the surviving r kelly documentary we find out that in fact he did marry Aaliyah. Aaliyah was 15 years old yes. he was he was 27 years old now right. like obviously i obviously i can't speak for Aaliyah, but maybe Aaliyah felt the same way that all the other girls um actually felt like he this man is going to help me with my career and he took advantage of Aaliyah, but and and in the documentary you see that there was only one or two witnesses at the wedding right uh, it was uh right. one of his security guys yeah mm -hmm. he was one of his security guys his or something that, yeah that actually signed the wedding the wedding off right mm -hmm. well but he went if, to get he went to get the fake um well he, he got her a fake id and then she was able to get married but yeah. you know Aliyah probably did feel you know Aliyah was presented to him for him to help her mm. you know that's yeah. that's what it was and i don't really like to get into it too much because i didn't know her mm. um but my heart breaks for her i think about her a lot mm. and because it was the same time mm. it was the same time it was right after he, i met him right after that marriage was annulled yeah because because obviously they wasn't married for too long because Aaliyah's parents actually found out didn't they and then Aaliyah's parents actually stepped in and then it kind of went sideways didn't okay. it? Okay, yeah. Then they exactly. weren't able to ever see each other again. Yeah, which probably was was for the best if right. if I'm if I'm honest because I mean, I, it ma it makes me very sad because you know in a documentary there's a girl named um there's one of the backup dancers and singers of Aaliyah, Javante who, who talks about all the things that really happened there and how he used to have orgies with little kid, little girls. And it just is a sick fucking story, you know? And it should have never happened. It should have never happened. I wish that someone would have said, hey, once he married a 14 year old and he was 27, um, you know, something's wrong with this man, he needs help. Let's get involved here. You know, I wish the label would have gotten involved because they knew exactly what was going on. Jive yeah. Records CEO came out and said, after the documentary, this was he, he was quoted as saying, um, well, I knew he liked young girls, but what was I supposed to do? You were supposed to do something. Why didn't you yeah. stop him? Because he was making you billions of dollars? Like, yeah. money over yeah. morals. No, exactly. Definitely. And 
um, just to go back on something that you, you mentioned and you know and that you've mentioned in the book as well about um, the way he approached you for the first time uh, reading that it just it just seems like someone with that type of confidence to 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 go up to someone and you know obviously trying to you know groom them in such a way he, he's obviously had experience in that and you know I, I wonder if there's obviously more people that haven't come forward because you know that they they feel ashamed still and you know um th th there is probably more people you know he was in the industry uh f for, a, for a very long time and you know fame and went to his head obviously but um the the grooming side of things where what point did you did you honestly say that there's issues here i know in the book you you kind of relay back to you know this isn't right this isn't right um but where did you where did you just say look enough's enough because obviously it, it turned into physical abuse after that um you know the hitting and and things like that so where did you actually say you know stop this is enough and i know reading your book you you've actually done it a few times in the book i did it a few times yeah yeah no i tried to walk away a few times i did it but he just wouldn't let it go and um you know i got really sick from him and that's when I kind of like was like, I'm tired of this. I can't do it anymore. I'm going to die or I'm going to kill myself or he's going to kill me. Yeah. And it was like I said, it was a it was a tumultuous like, you know, in the book, it's like it's like an emotional roller coaster. It is. Because I was, you know, I I, I thought that was love. Yeah. I, I After yeah. a while, I thought this was love. I thought this was what it was, what it looks like and how it's supposed to be. And it's not, I mean, I was a, I, I'm a victim of his and I was a very good girl. I was underage. Yes. People don't still, you know, they still question that. It's like, yes, I was, I was an underage kid, but more importantly, I was like a good kid and I didn't really deserve, no kid deserves that. But I had a lot of dreams ahead of myself and I had a lot of ambition and he cut that short, you know, that's the saddest part of the story for me is that I was cut down short. And I shouldn't have had to deal with someone like, you know, a pedophile like this. Yeah, Somebody should have done something. And, and that's exactly what he is. He, he is a, he, he is a pedophile. He's a child predator. And, but the, with, with R. Kelly, the, the thing is, obviously he is an icon, like not, no, obviously not no more, but he was one of the biggest. To some people he still is. To some, yeah, to, some, yeah. to some, they still, you know, they love him. A lot of celebrities still, these rappers and these singers and shit, they really, they still support him. They don't do, they don't support us at all. How dare yeah. we take down this black man? That's, that's what I get all the time. Yeah, which is wrong because obviously he wouldn't be in the position he is in today if he hadn't done anything wrong so i'd like hats off to all of you girls that have actually stepped up and actually said to r kelly kind of almost like fuck you like you're not getting away with it and this is this is wrong and you're going to pay for what you get away with but obviously but also in the documentary as well it touched <laughs> on now obviously this is no excuse um for him at all but it did touch on that he was um actually molested as a child himself and he <laughs> And his uh, younger brother was molested as well um, by by a family member. So, do you think 
obviously it would play a massive part on like of how his life would pan out but do you think he's he just thought that was normal to do to other people has he has he developed into adulthood um i don't you know sometimes i think about that and i'm like you know there's other people that have been abused i was talking to someone the other day who was molested a man a guy and he told me he you know he he found out who i was and we started talking and he then he told me he was abused and he doesn't go around abusing people so i'm not sure what psychologically happened to him robert and what causes what why he does what he does i always say this he to me is very childlike and a lot of people say that about him he's like like a child and that's the thing when i was 17 he's like very funny to be around and he's, it's like you're kicking in with one of your friends from school so i don't know if he ever if his brain fully developed i can't really answer that i mean i wish i would know i wish i could know what you know but he takes no accountability at, at all and most of the women say, like, if he just apologized and got help, then we would probably feel a lot better. But the fact that he doesn't even take accountability, doesn't say sorry, doesn't get help, just blames everyone else for his problems. The thing is, though, you just said, it, all the girls said, if he would have said sorry, it, it would have possibly made, made things better. But do you actually believe that? If he, if he just said that word, sorry? It would take away all the pain, all the hurt. No, I he would. Think I, think, I think I don't think it would take away the pain, but it would show him someone taking accountability for things that they did. Yeah. And yeah, we understand he was abused. Okay, we know that. We came out. We know it. He told me that too when I was with him. But you know, I was abused. I don't abuse anyone, so I don't think it's it's, a, it's not like a pass is what I'm trying to say. But if a lot of yeah, Jahanda said it. Kitty said it, I said it, if he would just stop and say, I'm, I fucked up, I've abused people, I, I made a mistake, I made mistakes, I hurt people, I shouldn't have hurt them, take some accountability and go get help. It's a lot of us would feel better. But the fact that he doesn't do that, he doesn't say, he doesn't act, he just waits, he just goes to court and acts a fool in court, plays with, you know, on the keyboard, like he's playing a keyboard, like he doesn't care. Yeah, and mm -hmm. you touched on something just, just before as well, you mentioned, um, you know, how about, about his age, and in your book, um, you're very kind of, you were very detailed in your description about what things that he used to do, and to me, it's a bit like schizophrenia, it, 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 it kind of, it was up and down, um, you know, yeah. instance, um, I, I read he wanted you to um, sleep in the in the closet with him. Yeah, um, we, you know, we would sleep in the closet. And like to me, that's not normal, <laughs> you know. No, it's not. I didn't think it was either. But yeah. he he just he wanted to be in the closet and then he would make me go with him in the closet and we would sleep there. And I, at first I thought like it's it's maybe the the sun's coming in but that's not normal we had blinds like i wouldn't go to, you know, yeah come on let's have a sleepover let's jump in the closet you know what i mean i mean i mean it kind of explains now that it, on his uh chocolate factory uh chocolate factory album he had a whole fucking like six seven songs of trapped in the closet 
So it, yeah. it would kind of it would kind of make sense now. But that's just a very weird thing, to be it's honest. Very, to, it's very strange. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he sounds he sounds very very strange. Like, obviously, loads of women around the world they absolutely adore him. You just have to go onto YouTube, look at some concert footage. You see women groping his penis and trying to touch him and everything like that. It's just and. The thing is, he actually went on stage knowing what he has done or knowing that he has a girl backstage waiting for him um, for, for like after the show so he can just kind of, I don't know, almost toy with, toy with a young girl because his emotionally got into their head. And a part of it is like, well, all of it is pretty much like brainwashing. Did you ever like kind of, did he ever kind of brainwash you? In, in, in a sense, to yeah, kind was, of to get his own way with you. Of course, I was brainwashed to believe that he was gonna be everything to me, and he was he 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 cared about me the most out of anyone in this world. And my parents would never understand, and my sister would never understand. And don't bring Michelle around because none of these people—they're all jealous of you. Like he just wanted to put me like in a little bubble with him. And that's it. And take everyone away from me. So, of course, I was brainwashed because I started to believe that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I keep quoting your book because I find it so detailed and well-written. Um, you know. Thank you. Do you – have you written a book before? Because it, literally it's like it just flows. No, I, I wrote it – I have a co-writer, so we wrote it together. Um, no, it's but, um, you know, we, we we worked hard on it. We worked like two years almost on it because I really wanted to tell the full story. I wanted to wait till trial to, you know, I wanted to, I didn't jump. I didn't care. It's not about the money. I didn't care. I didn't jump everyone that when the documentary was aired and I already have a book to sell and this and that, like, it wasn't about that for me. You know, it, this is a process of trying to heal and the book helped me a lot. And you know, I have a nonprofit, so a lot of the proceeds go to my nonprofit, trying to build a safe home for women Fantastic. and children. And I also want to have, you know, creative centers. So, like, in my neighborhood back then, if there was a creative center that I could have gone to, I would have never, you know, that would have helped me with my dreams and, you know, all the creative process. Then I wouldn't have met this guy. You know, it wouldn't have happened like that. Yeah. Kids need to be protected in our communities. No, definitely. And look, um, over here uh, in the UK, um, there's vigilante groups now that um, I was going to say trapped, but I'm not going to say trap, but uh, they um, target online predators. Um, and, you know, on online is, I find it's more. I heard about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like you, you've got to be actually quite clever to, well, I wouldn't say clever. It's just. Um, it's nonsense. Sorry. Um, you know, I'm going a little bit off track, but my question before that I was going to ask you, um, you've quoted something in the book about, um, being with R Kelly is not the same as being with Robert. Mm -hmm. T tell me a little bit about that, about that line. Cause you, you, you go on to say, whichever I get at a given time, he, he still holds the cards and he knows it. So what was, did, did it, like I said before, it's like that schizophrenia, like that bipolar where- Well, it's like two personalities, there's three personalities, Rob, R. Kelly, and Robert. 
So you never know which one you're going to get. So R. Kelly is just larger than life and he thinks that he can do anything and he's invincible. And Robert is like the little boy, you know, he's acting like a little boy. And then Rob just fucking, he's just like out there and he just like thinks he can do whatever he wants and does it. Yep. Yeah, no. Um, look, uh, just before we go on, there's um, a few watching on Facebook. So massive um, respect to those people that are watching, and um, there's people watching from all over the world in Australia as well. Thank you. Uh, my brother <laughs> jumped on, and he's in, and he's in Oz, and it's very early over there. So thank you, everyone, for joining us on uh, Facebook. And you joined um, with us, chalk and cheese guys, and also Lizette Martinez. So, Casper, um, sorry, I keep jumping in, mate. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> that's absolutely fine. Um, to be to be honest, I I have so many questions I want to ask, but I I'm I'm not scared to ask them. It's just the fact that I don't want to offend you in any way or anything like that. Um, but I will ask you this one um, because just because he's out there, and and if you've seen the Netflix documentary, then he's then you would know anyway. But um, you said that. Um, in the documentary that you actually are you you and r kelly i don't even want to put it that way but r kelly actually got you pregnant in 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 um so how was that has has a young woman to accept i mean i don't really like to talk about that i i just it's just i haven't really spoken about it you know a lot in interviews because I don't I don't really like to talk about it, but I will say this: it was a very difficult time for me. I was very young, and um, I was being pushed to have an abortion, and I don't believe in abortion. So, you know what happened to me? It's in the book; they can read it. And yes. you know, after that, things really changed between us. Yeah, de definitely. And, you know, sorry, sorry for Casper bringing that up. Um, but, and look, it, it's, That's okay. I guess viewers kind of w wanted to hear as well, but, um, talk about your friend, um, Michelle, because she, she seems like that kind of, you know, one of those friends that's always saying, come on, you know, you, you should be doing that or you should be doing that, you know, like that big sister kind of. She, uh, she was, she's my big sister and she's my best friend to this day. And she, and she doesn't, um, she never liked him. She yeah. didn't like what, 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 what was she like? Because obviously she was, you know, in the book you mentioned about her talking to you a lot. It's kind of that, the excitement between you two, you know, knowing that it, it is R. Kelly that, um, you, you know, that that's involved here. Um, so, but there's also that resentness kind of, let's just, hang on, let's just sit back for a little bit. So for an actual 17-year-old, you know, the age that you were, you had a pretty good head on your shoulders, um, you know, back then. Yeah, and I did. Yeah, and, and it just seems like, you know, these type of people, sorry, you know, I'll label him as just a person now because I'll tell you why in a minute. Um, it, it, they've got a way, haven't they? They've got a way of just 
doing stuff and making you feel so secure and wanted and 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 show you the lights yeah they basically they mind fuck you so yeah no, that's they mind. they know how to they know how to um play on your emotions they know who's vulnerable because i was very vulnerable because i lived you know my home life wasn't the best so i didn't have a lot of people really watching looking out for me and they can spot that you know when you're a vulnerable young girl who doesn't yeah. have many people fighting for you or you know you know there for you he knows he knows who to choose we all are similar if you like we're all similar the girls the lives and what happened yeah exactly and especially that he experienced the whole molesting thing himself. He's kind of like, he kind of knows the process, doesn't he? He knows what kind of buttons to press because obviously it's happened to him. So he knows how to manipulate his own situation yes. on, onto somebody else. Um, I'd like, I'd, in a way, I, you just kind of like would hope like when he was a kid that he actually got help then or he spoke up then because his brother actually went to went to him because I, I, I don't even want to say his name now but it went no, to him yeah but um yeah his brother actually went to him and because his brother said that he tested the waters with with robert like he went he went to robert and um explained what was going on and he wanted to get robert's reaction um and and he was just kind of like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's fine and, and he just kind of didn't really say oh yeah we have to go tell mum or or anything like that um and and that's what kind of surprised me because his brother kind of went on his his brother's reaction whether to speak out or not so maybe if he did speak out when he was a child none of we wouldn't be talking about this right now well it's my understanding that uh the neighbor mr henry did something to both of the brothers and he was brought or pressed charges. Um, she never did anything. And that is what stayed with him, is what I was told by his brother, that he that the mom never really protected them from that. She knew. Yeah, because it was a family member that actually was was doing and it. And also right? his sister was the one that was molesting him. His sister was molesting him as well. And he didn't speak out. So I don't know, you know, it just, it's a sad story all around, you know, not even for, even for him. I mean, I don't, I don't wish that on anyone, you know, he had a hard life, but I still can't give him a pass. Yeah, of course yeah. not. Of course not. And this, this, this brings me back to my point is if, if his mother wasn't so bone idle and actually done something about it we wouldn't be talking about this today and and that's the sad part about right. it i'm pretty sure yeah yeah and and like i was gonna say that's the sad part about it because if he if they did speak up then maybe robert wouldn't feel the need or maybe not the need but like he wouldn't actually think oh yeah this is normal because if he grew up like that he thinks that's normal so that's that's his normal way of treating people um but when obviously when he was around other people around his friends at parties or around certain celebrities at, at parties or anything how was he who was he was he r kelly robert or rob and and did anybody kind of have an inkling 
do you think? What when when you no, was at social gathering? He's, he's when he's in the studio, he's a he's in performance mode. You know, he works all night. Doesn't you know? Doesn't work during the day. He works at night. Sleeps sleeps during the day in closets, and then. Um, you know, around his friends, he's real, like, happy. You know, he likes to play basketball. Um, they like to go to McDonald's. They, like, they're like little kids. They were like little kids, honestly. They were like little kids. And that's what I said, that it was very easy for me to relate and hang out with them because it was like hanging out with my friends from high school. Yeah. Um, but he is, he'll snap, though, in a minute. Like he'll, he'll snap. And, and if you say something that he doesn't like, like it's in my book, what happened to me at the studio when I just tried to correct him because he doesn't, he doesn't read or write. So he, you know, he was saying something that didn't make any sense. And, and I wanted to tell him instead of someone else having to tell him. And the people were so afraid in the room, no one would say anything because they're so afraid of him and flipping the fuck out like he would. Yeah. 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 I, I was actually going to say that, um, when you when you was in the studio with him, you wasn't allowed to look at anybody either, was you? No, you had to, even you had at to the table. Look. I had to stay with my head, my head down. Head down, or 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 just look at him. You wasn't allowed or to speak to anybody. Just look at him. Yeah, and you wasn't allowed to speak to anybody. That's fucking. That's just crazy, isn't it? That's the controlling part really? about him, and that's how, and and that makes him feel powerful, right? Uh, and and yeah, again, it, it all stems. It all stems from his childhood because he was powerless. I think he's insecure. I think he was so insecure. You know, he's. I don't think he was very confident. He puts on a show like he is, but he had a lot of insecurities. And you know, he was very jealous with other men. So if I laughed at somebody's joke or something, and he would take me outside and fix me up real good because yeah. that's unacceptable in his world. Okay, and and you don't have to answer answer this question. You can tell me to piss off if you want, but when you <laughs> can you just kind of elaborate on like fix you up, like if if you was oh. to laugh at somebody's jokes, would he like verbally fix you up or verbally and physically? He was very mean. He could be very mean verbally. It was a lot of emotional abuse, but he did take me outside and hit me because I laughed at someone's joke. And I'm like, okay, you know, I didn't know what to do. And then he came, then we went back in and I just tried, I was crying. So I tried to fix, you know, my makeup and, and I was just looking in the little make, mirror, uh, makeup mirror. And he just, he just berated me again. Just like, what are you doing? Real women don't fix their makeup. I'm like, I'm a little kid. Like, I'm not, you yeah. know, I don't, it's just, it was just terrible. And. You know, I just want to say that I was like very thin, very, very thin, not a woman's body. I, you know, I was very young and skinny and mm. I would think, you know, he would choose someone who's like voluptuous and a woman, but no, he would choose, he'll, there could be a million women and he'll choose the little kid in the corner. Mm hmm yeah, because again, is is the controlling factor about it? Because because he can manipulate us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because you girls weren't allowed to actually converse with each other either, was you? So if there was no. more than one girl around in the studio, or because in in the studio weren't there like kind of like separate rooms or, or bedrooms 
where each well each here well the thing is here created. i went i went to different studios here you know we spent a lot of time at the hit factory and um so it's not his studio but there were rooms and there were other girls sometimes at the hotel or and you can't do what i was not allowed to speak to anyone he kept me very very uh separate from everyone else I was like segregated, you know, like you don't talk to this girl. You know, he would tell the people, don't talk to her. Mm -hmm. Don't talk to yeah. her. So, yeah. so kind of just like on an average outing, for instance, uh, like if you were to stay over in a hotel, including yourself, how many others would there be? Um, no, I, I stayed in my rooms by myself, but I would go downstairs sometimes in Chicago I'd be there for like weeks and weeks, like living at hotels. And there would be like young girls in the lobby, like kind of like my age. And I'm like, oh, they must be here for him. And, you know, because it was just obvious. And then one time his car was downstairs and I had seen Michael Jordan that night come to the lobby. He used to come to the hotel a lot too, the hotel, Nico. And Robert's truck was downstairs. And then I called him, like, where are you? If you're not here with me, I'm sitting here alone. You know, I'm like, what's going on here? Going to the studio? What are we going to do? When he, when he answered that phone and he said, I'm going to whoop your ass when I go over there. You think, you, like, you could never question him because then he would, he would become the monster. Mm, yeah. Um, also, uh, in the book, you kind of, you mentioned that, um you were being watched as well uh you right. know like he was he was you know saying that he he went out of town and you know to chicago and places like that and you know he wasn't out of town and you kind of see his truck driving around how did that how did that feel because you know first of all um you you were young so that betrayal mm -hmm. um that you kind of get from that like how did you did you feel scared because to me if Somebody lied to me and saying that my partner said she's going to be, uh, you know, going away for the weekend and, and, and she's watching me from, from a car in the parking lot. I'd be like, fucking hell, what's, what's going on here? Sorry, you're on mute. It was weird. I didn't know what to think. You know, I was like shocked when I saw that. And then for him to call my best friend and say, I saw her at the beach with her parents. He's like stalking me. Yeah. But yeah. then you go to, then I went to the house. I met him and he just like made it seem like, oh, I was just worried about you. Like, you know, like just flipped it on me. Mm. Um, I didn't go up to you because I don't know your parents, they're your parents, if they're going to be upset. And I'm like, that's so weird. Like you stood on the on the damn thing for hours, just watching me. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's scary, yeah. man. Like, fuck. it's scary. I was Not like, well, he's, he's... if if my partner wasn't even noticed, he wasn't noticed. Being R. No, Kelly, you he wasn't noticed. He had to his be noted. It's like shit, like, it, because at least if you know, if you would have heard like a bunch of girls screaming and running towards this one person, you often no, got like reaction. Yeah, he went incognito. Like he, he was very good at disguising himself. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad that that you touched on your parents. Actually, when, when obviously you was around Robert and and you was away from home for weeks and weeks and not on end. How much contact 
I don't even want to say this, but how much contact did he allow you to have with your parents? How much, like, how often would you speak to them? Um, did were they did any red red lights kind of come on in their head to think, okay, she's only kind of seventeen, eighteen now. Um, where is she? The kind of thing. Why is they, she not? Uh, yeah, they. You know, they were worried about me, and but I was. Excuse me. There were times where my mom would call the studio and I was never told that she that she called. So, you know, there was a lot of contact that I didn't have because he was he was blocking it and not telling me. But, you know, my mother and I, we didn't have a good relationship then. I just wanted to be away from her. She was just, you know, we was two women in the house and it was a tiny ass studio and you know it's in the book how I was how we were living it was not easy and I just wanted to be away from them I just hated my house so we didn't have a good relationship yeah. so obviously when when the offer was was put on the table I'd like to say that Robert would help you with your music career and stuff as you just said you didn't have a good relationship with your parents back then but do you think rebellion on your part paid played kind of a little bit into the okay I'm just gonna go for it type of thing because as you say you, you... Yeah, yeah I I think so I think I was a bit re uh, rebellious and I wanted to do what I wanted to do um but I really wanted to make it you know like I had I had I had a lot of dreams and I I execute like I would do want to do something and then I would learn it and do it like I was that type of kid so yeah. I had, you know, already experienced being in the studio. I had already been in a group when I met him. I had already sang with Tito Puente Jr., whose father is a legend and in, in Latin jazz. And I had already been performing in school. You know, I was supposed to be, I got, I got accepted to be in Dream Girls in, in high school yeah. as one of the singers. And he was not supportive of that at all. Like he was like, I don't want you doing that. You need to like come, you need to just wait for me to get my label and put you on. Like he was bullshitting me, but he didn't mm -hmm. want me to do anything else. And he would say, I don't like women in the industry. I don't date women in the industry. I'm like, he, this is a narcissist. Like now that I think about it, it's yeah. so sick. Yeah, yeah. And, and how how did it play out obviously when you was with him and you were still attending school? Did he have somebody <laughs> watch you like while she was at school to kind of keep, keep a close eye on you to, to see yeah, I would have somebody doing. pick me up and take me but I stopped going to school and I, I had really great grades throughout high school and then when I met him little by little it started slipping um because yeah. he wanted to hang out all day and you know be at the pool like there were times where he was up during the day and he wanted to hang out or we'd go shopping or we'd go wherever we go, we go to play game, video games. I'm telling you, he was like a little kid. Um, yeah. Go to Nike town, you know, like school wasn't a priority. Yeah. You know, it, it just became like he was my world. I was brainwashed. Yeah. It's, 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 kind, it's kind of strange. <coughs> Sorry. Um, it, it, it's kind of strange that you say that he was very kid-like because the way that you're describing him at the moment it kind of puts a picture in my head of of mj as well it's kind of like loads of similarity yeah. between himself and mj mj was very childlike he hung around with young with young children and whatever um I, and obviously I, I can't 
compare them to be the same because obviously they're two different people it's just kind of like when you say that he acts like a young child it kind of it the first person that came into my mind was like mj um, right well they were very good friends too so yeah yeah because because in the documentary r kelly actually produced one of mj's biggest hits right you are not alone exactly um so I, I didn't know they were that tight. I obviously from the documentary, I knew that they had worked together. So do you think they kind of, is, is that the reason why they got on so well because of their childlike behavior? I think so. Um, I think he probably found someone that related to him or he could relate to, but yeah. he adored Michael Jackson. He told me I'm going to be as big as Michael Jackson. Like he, when he wrote that song, You Are Not Alone, and he let me hear it, he told me that when he wrote that song, he was thinking about me and our situation. And people, like, don't want to believe it. It's okay. You know what I mean? There's no reason for me to be lying about that shit. You know? Like, I was in the house, heard the demo, heard him singing it. He said what he said. And then I told him that it was a beautiful song, that I could see Michael singing that song. And his demo sounds just like Michael. So like yeah. he just wanted to be him. Like he just wanted to be him. Mm. So. So 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 did you ever get the chance to record with R. Kelly? Or was that just um, a facade? No, we just we wrote some stuff together. Um, I would be in the studio with him all the time. But his thing was he was gonna he was waiting to develop me as an artist once he got his label Rockland, which he did eventually get Rockland, but I had already left him. I didn't want anything to do with the industry. Um, yeah. He was super jealous with me. Like he, he just didn't want to see me fly. He didn't want to, he didn't want to help me. He just wanted to abuse me. Um, you know, all the going back a couple of years now, um, he obviously appeared on, um, you know, one of the shows. I don't know if it went live, but, um, you know, he was sat down with uh, a presenter and he made, um, you know, the presenter got to a point where, you know, he was obviously touching on some sensitive issues and, and, and R. Kelly broke down and it was kind of widely publicised across, you know, all media outlets, you know. How did you feel sitting back? Um, did you actually watch that? Sorry, I should have asked that question first. Mm. And how did you feel seeing that as well, thinking that, you know, that, that that person that's standing on there, getting the spotlight, making people feel sorry for him? How, how did that feel? Hang on one second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you give me a second? Sorry. Yeah, sure. Uh, oh. I have an emergency here. Hold on a second. And then I'm going to answer that question. Take your time. Um, give me a minute. Yeah, yeah. Where is the Zoom? Okay. Okay, so what was it like watching him on Gail King? Yeah. Was the question? Yeah. Uh, um, so when, when it came out, basically, uh, basically, 
Go on. Hmm? Go on. No, I was just—I was just about to say when when it was kind of showed over here, um, there was, you know, in the media and um, on the news, it was just showing all the bits that were dramatical, <laughs> dramatic. Sorry, dramatical. I think I made up a word. Yeah. Um. So how did how did you actually feel about that? Watching? Did you watch it? And and how did you feel about that? Because to me, um looking at it you, you kind of you can sit on the fence and saying wow you know unless you're a really really good actor um what's what was your thoughts on it um well i just happened to stumble upon it i was at a at a dinner at a hotel in beverly hills with a friend and then i saw him on screen like they didn't they had my picture all over that interview um with the intro and no one even called to say, oh, you know, they're gonna do an interview and use you. Like they just didn't give a fuck. And so when I saw that interview, I was, I saw it, I was like totally shocked. Um, and I just felt like he knows time's up. Like he knew he wasn't gonna get out of it anymore. So he just wanna win sympathy with his fans and anyone else that would listen to him he really broke down because he knew like i'm not gonna get out of this shit this shit's was not fucked. i'm not gonna get out of it <laughs> yeah he was fucked um basically yeah. it was you know the statistics don't lie there was how many people that that came forward in the end and you know the majority is always gonna gonna win over um you know these type of people um that that's quite disturbing I, I just heard what you said about no one contacted you. That's how fucked up media is. You know what I mean? Like, to me, you should right. have been the first person and, you know, the other girls as well should have been the first people to be contacted, especially if they're going to put your name out out there and, you you, you know, your, your face. Man, that is that is fucked. That's got me wound up now. Um, who is this fucking media outlet? Because... It doesn't, it's, it's all in the book, you know, they can read about how they fucked us over. Um, I can't keep going into it because I just get so angry and it yeah. brings me back to like PTSD. Um, but they are fucked up. They're really fucked up. And obviously you just mentioned PTSD. What, what are the kind of, um, the, the, the effects 20 years on? um how have you kind of dealt with it um just because i we, we know thousands and thousands of women and men go through the, the kind of similar situations that you have been through whether it's high profile low profile it, it doesn't really matter really it, it, it is a crime how how have you kind of dealt with it and how would you give advice to people that maybe might stumble across this interview that are actually going for it now, maybe to kind of get out of the, a certain situation or just to seek advice? Um, for me, it's just, you know, I have PTSD, I get anxiety. I don't sleep sometimes, I bite my nails. Um, I hold my hands a lot when I talk about what happened. I start, you know, it's just a lot of things that I deal with. So I call them the side effects mm. of this. And then coming out was even worse than the abuse, I think, because we were literally like raped again on camera. 
um, not, no, no mental health specialist on set, nobody to help us deal with this. And you don't know the effects that it's going to have on someone after being so quiet about it, holding it in. And then boom, we're all over the world and, and we're getting hated on and calling, being called names and bullied online. It's really depressing. Yeah. No, look, um, just to kind of give you a bit of an insight, we, DJ Casper and I, we, um, we're DJs. <laughs> we, we, we've been DJing for quite a lot. And in the DJ community, um, you know, that there's been talk about shall we play songs, shall we not play songs. And I, I DJ at weddings and if I get a request to play uh, Kelly's song, I won't play it. Um, you know, so there is that support for you guys, um, you know, especially, uh, I think, especially around the DJ community, I don't know whether you touched on yeah. this as well. It's, it's like, you know, this guy has, has been convicted for a reason for what he done. So what's the point of, of playing his songs anymore? What's the point of glorifying him? And Casper, I know you speak you spoke about this in, in our previous shows about R. Kelly, and this was prior to us even, you know, thinking about having you on the show. We were like, no, nah, that's fucked. We're, not, we're just not going to play songs. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. We appreciate you that for that. We appreciate, you know, anyone that is standing with us and mutes him um, because during those recordings, girls were being raped and molested and abused. And all mm -hmm. kind of shit was going on. So you can't really separate the music from the man because this all happened in studios. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't really get on people about it. It just, if I hear something, if it comes on, I turn it off. You know what I mean? I just don't want to hear it. Yeah. It just brings me back too many memories and bad memories. And I think he should be muted and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I personally refuse. It's, I haven't played an R. Kelly song in probably three years now. Yeah, about I, I refuse to play him just because of the type of person he is and what he has done and he's he's a pedophile he's a rapist and he's he's a, he's a narcissist uh, who wants to glorify that? exactly like who wants to glorify that no i haven't heard one of his songs on um british radio or english radio in years since this whole story dropped they don't play it. They don't play an R. R. Kelly song. If you say R. Kelly, is R. R. Kelly who? Almost in, in England <laughs> yeah. now, because like like um, DJ Charcoal said in in the DJ community, DJs are like, oh yeah, actually this R. Kelly song would sound great after this song, but nah, I'm not gonna play it. Yeah. I'd rather play an alternative. Do you know what I mean? Um, and what think it thinking about it now? Obviously, some of his biggest tracks um let's let's say bump and grind for instance when you hear the the intro of that song like after knowing what he's done you're like fuck you're actually telling your fans what you're doing but without actually directly saying this is actually happening do you know what i mean like so he's telling he's been telling the story for years in his music yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it surprises me how well, nobody. He, yeah, because everything that he writes or that he records is based off of real life. 
There is no song that's not based on something that happened to him. Like, and everything is never written down. The lyrics just come off the head. So like, he is a, a, a musical genius. When I'm gonna take that away from him. But what I'm telling, why I tell people mute him is because what he's done throughout his entire career is rape and ruin, destroy women of color's lives. And all women matter, but, but Hispanic and black women are always forgotten and not protected. And everyone just let it happen. And it just needs to be stopped. No, we don't need to hear from him anymore. He's canceled. No, and, and it was Casper, you and I were talking off air just before Lizette came on and you, Look, I don't want to glorify what he's up to now, um, but Casper, you you mentioned something that he was doing in prison at the moment. Do you want to kind of share that with the viewers? Or, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't going to because he, he's people are still talking about him. Like you, you can you can go what on is these. He doing? He's singing. He's singing to to people. He's he's almost doing mini concerts in prison, and I actually saw a video on Facebook, um, literally an hour before we conducted this interview, because I wanted to see the different type of pages that were about. And um, he was actually singing to a girl down the phone because her dad was in the same prison as him. Mm. And uh, I'm just thinking, fucking hell! If that was a normal person, would that be happening? It wouldn't be happening. Like, I. <laughs> If, if he was in a prison, I can tell you now, if he was in a prison in England or, or on the British Isles and he's a rapist and he's a paedophile, one, he'll be in the highest, high secure prison block because if he ever got let out of that prison block, he's done. Regardless whether he's no. R. Kelly or whether the or, or whether your next door neighbor, he's done. In the UK, we do not stand for that. Like if if you go to prison for murder, it, there's loads of murderers in there. But rapists and paedophiles, that's a totally different story. So he's kind of very lucky that he's over there and not over here, because it'll be a whole different. He wouldn't be singing. He wouldn't have vocal cords to sing if he was in a prison in the UK. So wow. So so in a way, he's very very lucky that he's actually been incarcerated in america and but even yeah. in prison like it just seems like all the prison inmates now are kind of like whoa you're r kelly you are r kelly yeah. like you, do you know you, what i mean it, even in prison yeah. he's being glorified even though he's not being glorified on the outside world in prison is that he's still got his massive status and you, it's you, fucked you, up you've mentioned something just yeah. about sorry to jump in um <sighs> That's just in America. This guy must have toured worldwide. What was? Oh, they love him in Africa. Well, what, what was happening in other countries? Do you know what I mean? Like, has anyone come forward from other countries, Lizette, that you know about? Now that I know of, but I heard more people are coming forward. I heard that from someone that knows a lot. So I'm not sure. I think it's going to be in the Chicago case. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. I mean, it's... um. Yeah, that's a very good point. He doesn't He's fly, so he he doesn't fly. He doesn't fly, so whenever he would go away, he would go like on a ship or something. Oh, wow. But but even so, it, it, it like it's a very good point. He's been all around the world. He's toured everywhere. 
yeah. literally everywhere. <clears throat> How many right. other young girls and women has he groomed in different countries? This is only America. We're only talking about America. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. I have it, no idea. Fuck, it, well, once it's in his blood, he's in his blood. That's it. He's not going to stop whether he's in America, China, Africa, England. He's not going right. to stop. He's not going to stop. And I just hope that if if it has happened to other people in different countries, I hope they do come forward. And they literally, they fucking throw the book at him. And life is life. Like, send him to Texas, one of the only states in, in the US now that still warrant the death penalty and mean the death penalty. Yeah. is death yeah. by lethal injection that's what he needs that's what he needs because it, it it just it just makes me really really mad the fact that in the past yeah I, i'll admit i was an r kelly fan who wasn't who wasn't an r kelly fan who hasn't played r kelly songs who doesn't know the lyrics to near enough every r kelly song but this whole situation it just really really annoys it's, it's annoying me lizette so i have no idea how you feel <laughs> actually but actually living in in I that try, i try to i try to live in peace and i try not to think about it too much because yeah. i need my peace and i need to move on yeah definitely and you know move on you have and you know for someone to outpour um in such detail into the book that you have done and we've got some people that are that are actually making comments on facebook as how do we get this book how do we get a hand <laughs> So, um, awesome. They can get it on Amazon and they can get, it's on audible too. Uh, barnesandnoble.com has it. Perfect. And, um, that's it. <laughs> I'm, I, they will, it's a really good, well-written book. I mean, I, everyone seems to love it when they read it. It's a coming of age story, you know, mm -hmm. about this girl, me, who just kind of like tries to survive forever <laughs> you know what i'll let you in a little secret and casper and i were talking a little bit off air about this um i've read three books in my lifetime <laughs> no, really? one was a kid's stories book you know back when i was young um the next one was um pablo escobar i i read oh. it. yeah i read it well wasn't he it wasn't his book it was his brother book um i forget his brother's name and that was a good read and yours is is my third book so well um, i'm really i'm really grateful thank no, you no thank you thank you um and you know once again we um we, we are very thankful that you're on so what's next for you what, what what's upcoming um i'm writing a screenplay about you know my life and uh what's next for me just concentrating on building the home the safe home the first one in puerto rico is where i want to do it and um i'm from puerto rico my family's from puerto rico and there's a huge yeah. problem with abuse of women there domestic violence um and against the trans trans um community you know there's just so much going so much hate going around and just needs to stop yeah. but you know the screenplay and just being you know just Actually, I'm trying to find love, you know, I'm trying to find a nice guy because it gets lonely, you know, but a lot, I, we go through a lot trying to date now to some of the girls that are uh, survivors because men don't really like to get involved in this. I don't know what it is, but it's been difficult. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when, I suppose, when you're attached to a story like this, it's always, unfortunately, it's always going to be with you, isn't it? So, Forever. but that, but we don't look at your past we we should look at the future now and you are the person that you are today 
and it uh, probably what's happened in your past has made you a stronger person um right. today right. Than, than what you could have been if if none, none of this ever happened to you so fellas Lizette's on Instagram. She's on, she's on Facebook. Don't overwhelm her too much. That's funny. Are you able to come over to England? I'm sure you you know you find a good English man over here. I would like to. I've been to England before. Oh, lovely! But I went to the Lake District, and then I went to Scotland. That's not far from. Oh, that's very posh. Lake District. Yeah. Very posh. Not far from. The lake. I stayed at what is it called? Windermere. Uh, Windermere? The Lake District, Cumbria. Uh, what's yeah, the yeah, town? Yeah. yeah, Cumbria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cumbria, yeah. yeah, yeah. My boyfriend was English, but we're not beautiful together. Place. Beautiful. I like English guys. It is beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's pretty hard not to like us, to be honest. <laughs> don't I don't know how you feel about the Australian guy, but um, <laughs> yeah. The English, the English charm, it kind of seems to work with uh, with American girls. It's, it's not kind of like a secret. It's all in the movies and everything that you yeah, want. like those so. accents. Yeah, definitely. And look, we we like yours and we are, and like I said, we are very thankful for you coming on the show. Thank and, you. I don't know, Casper, have you got any more questions or um, should we wrap it up? Because, Lizette, you're a busy, busy person. She's a very busy I'm woman. Busy, yeah. yeah. You are. You're every time we kind of connect, um, you know, and and we want to still con remain connected as well because we're. A, well, I'm a fan now. I don't want to speak on Casper's behalf. Reading your book, like I said, it is one. Thank you. To, to to sit down and have a read. And so hopefully we'll have a movie soon, so then you can go watch the what? movie. Hundred <laughs> percent. Don't forget us. <laughs> No, not well, at all. Actually, actually, uh, can we actually talk about the movie if you just have five more minutes? So who would... Uh, no, I, will, I, I don't want to talk too much about it, but I got to think about who's going to play me. Is that, and, this, is, this is what I was going to actually ask you. If yeah. you could have anyone to play you, who would it be? Uh, it could be anyone. I, I don't know. Um, J-Lo, maybe. Rosie Perez. No, Jayla would have to be because she's older. Would have to play my mother. Yeah, you know what the younger me, because they look exactly alike. It's so scary. My mother and Jayla look exactly alike, and she has the big old butt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what about what about this girl from um oh the Spider Man movies? Oh, you know who I thought Zendaya, the, from the Spider Man movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, is yeah. she from? It, she Zendaya. plays AJ. Is it AJ or something like that? I don't know. I don't know. But but she she's a very I don't good. Know. Zendaya from Euphoria. That's who I said. Zendaya. Because I looked like that when I was young. We looked similar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Lizette, I have to say it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. It and, was um, so nice seeing you guys. You guys are awesome. Thank you yeah, so um, much. We appreciate no, no, thank you. Trust me, we really appreciate you opening up to us and um, telling us just a little part of the story. I know you didn't give too much away because, uh, yeah, let's get it. People go I buy. Would, a I book. just would like them to buy the book, and if they of can, course. you know, hand yeah. it off to someone else or someone maybe going through something. You know, mm -hmm. trying to get out to escape abuse. It's not easy. You, you know, you you typically. Maybe I think it's like the stats of 16 times when you try to leave, you know, you come back, you go, you come back, yeah. you go. So I don't, 
put the pressure when someone tells me they're having a problem. I just offer my advice and time, you know, like anyone can, you can let them know. Anyone can reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook. I get a lot of messages from all over the world. Young women wanting to know, you know, what they should do. And I respond to everyone. So if there's anyone going through something, I'm more than happy to talk to you. Thank you. Also, and if any of our viewers do want kind of like a signed copy of the book, uh, it would that be available as well yes um well they can just hit me up on the instagram i am lizette martinez and i have books here and i'll just mail it to them if they're interested brilliant perfect brilliant like i said lizette it's been you know what it's been an absolute pleasure um having you on the show i um oh, yeah. i think you're very well spoken and you're very well put together um especially after you. You know, what you've been through so you will have no problems finding a man to <laughs> Um. <laughs> oh mate don't make you're making a blush you're making, you're making, me, blush. You're making me blush god no look <laughs> you're making me blush now <laughs> <laughs> oh look you put your foot in it now mate look it's just gone all red and everything <laughs> oh shit um thank you very much thank you very much you take care god bless you. you and we'll stay connected god bless you guys thank you bye so guys that was lizette martinez um live and direct mate um she's really nice right she is really nice you know what and like i said at the end to finish it off having someone like that has been through that type of experience and be well grounded and turn it around and you know turn it into a positive and helping other people and writing a book about it as well like that's gonna be fucking hard yeah like just to relive all the memories and everything like that it must have been like an emotional roller coaster for her for sure no exactly exactly you know what i should have kind of touched on um you know the the person that co-wrote it with her as well so um unfortunately i didn't mention that but yeah like you say mate it was just one of those things where it's going to affect you for your whole life no doubt and for someone to move on so to speak um and and like i said turn it into a positive um that that holds massive respect and do you know yeah. what if there is anyone um out there that is you know suffering from this or is you know is in now involved in this and thinking that it's okay just reach out reach out to someone you know that's close to you that you can trust and and tell them tell them and, and you know you will you know you'll be surprised that the situation that you're in um is not right for you and it, it's, yeah 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 i was just don't don't suffer in silence there's always someone there to for, to be able to listen to you whether that's your best friend whether that's your neighbor whoever it may be there's going to be someone there but don't suffer in silence because like Lizette's story 20 years later and um it, it's just getting touched upon now whether these girls were too scared to whether they thought that they wouldn't be believed it doesn't matter whether it's one year two years three years later 20 years later someone is always going to be there to listen and um just yeah just don't suffer in silence but i think lizette is very very brave along with all the other women um who have gone through what they have gone through with um with r kelly and i i think 
I think the guys that have listened today or watched today on Facebook have kind of got like a better picture of Rob, Robert and R. Kelly. So um, he's he just seems like three different people rolled into one. And for sure, my 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 personal view, I, can't, I won't get into it too much because it just gets me very, very angry. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah my personal view is that I would never, ever, ever play another one of R. Kelly's songs ever and i know i know some people might feel that that's a bit unfair on on the artist that are featured on tracks with him because it's not their fault but in my opinion if that was all going on in the studio exactly. and while and they would have clocked on um they didn't say anything there's no point in any of them artists that have ever collabed with r kelly now to come out and say oh yeah by the way i saw this and i saw that there's no point because because it is not going to make a difference it's not going to make a blind bit of difference because these brave women that have gone through what they've gone through with r kelly that's enough in my opinion that's enough they don't need any more high profile celebrities to to jump on board to say anything because by them speaking out r kelly is no longer about to do what he was doing and the scary part is if he if he gets away with it yeah the scary part is there's other women out there there's other young girls out there that i'm i'm pretty sure oh, he will try to abuse and rape yeah. and be just control them um yeah mate i can't get into it too much because it no, will no, just get me exactly. bad up and do you know what it's it's quite well i wouldn't say fitting um because that's the wrong word to use but my brother jumped on today and i i've got fond memories and correct me if i'm wrong there was two two tapes that and my brother he can correct me and this is candid anyway um my brother He's, I think his first tape that he brought home was Prodigy. Um, I, I can't remember the album. It's called Walking on the Moon or something like that. Space or something to do with that. Anyway, that was when Prodigy was, was huge. His second tape, cassette, I'm talking about, was R. Kelly. Mm. Yeah. R. Kelly. That's a bit of a different, a, 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 a different twist, isn't it? From the Prodigy to R. Kelly. I know, I know, but it's, but it's crazy because I absolutely loved him as an artist as an artist until obviously this all kicked off and then no, let's say he's he's a musical genius he's a genius yeah. he is a great artist no one can take that away from him he's fantastic and he's not only r kelly that's that's done shit look we mentioned it mj they were very close friends r kelly and mj very close friends because they had the same fucking mentality of of what they were doing elvis presley he was the same uh he 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 done what r kelly done um it just wasn't publicized so it's not only um black men so i don't want our viewers to feel that i'm only digging out black artists because no it's not the case elvis presley done exactly the same shit he married a he married a underage girl um and he was in his late 20s as well back in the day nobody said any nobody fucking batted an eyelid about elvis presley do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's not yeah. only one one certain race. It's, it's everyone. If it's in you, it's in you. And it, unfortunately, people have to suffer on, on, on the back end of 
of shit. Definitely, mate. Well, do you know what? <laughs> it's funny how we're like still talking. Usually we talk like this off off camera <laughs> after a show because we're just like, oh shit, we've done another one. But um, look, I think it's time for us to kind of wrap things up. And you know what? We're going to finish early tonight, which is absolutely crazy. Oh, I'll tell you what though, mate. It's, it is 10 o'clock. It's kind of like bang on 10. Oh, man. We, I know. To Lizette, uh, you know, we'll, we'll probably be on for about an hour. And, and in the end, you know, there was it was just obviously engaging. And I yeah. found her story um, after reading a book as well. And for her to keep, you know, just bringing things up out of blue. I was like, yeah, I know that. I know that. I know that. So everyone out there, if you're still watching or you're watching this on replay, please, 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 it is a good read. Go out and grab a book. Um, you know, help support um, these good causes that she's uh, promoting as well through the book. Um, look, I am signing off um, tonight and obviously I'll hand you over to DJ... Ch I was going to say DJ Charcoal, DJ Casper. But um, yeah, it's been another really good show and it's been a change because we've moved away a little bit from the unsigned artists. But we will we, we'll be back next week with more unsigned artists. And do you know what? We've got a massive, massive artist joining us in a few weeks' time. And this guy has got a huge following, but we're not going to let out of the bag at the moment. But... Like I said, I am signing off. This is DJ Charcoal. It's Huru from The Guru, and I'm signing off. Yeah, uh, once again, guys, thank you for everyone that has logged in tonight um, to hear our exclusive interview with Lizette Martinez. Um, if anybody feels free to want to message us regarding uh, tonight's show, then please do find us on Instagram. It's uh, the Chalk and Cheese Show, and you can also uh, message us on Facebook as well that's not an issue um if you guys have a story to tell if anyone is out there that has a story to tell and um just and you want to you want to air it out with the jork and g show then please do get in contact uh we will literally listen to anybody's story but um like dj charcoal said we have a massive show coming up next week uh, we're straight back onto the unsigned artists reviewing and interviewing these fantastic unsigned artists until next time guys if you haven't already followed us then please do give us a like follow and share on facebook and instagram as well and you can also visit our website it's www.thechalkcheeshow.com where you can see this interview again and you can also hear some of the unsigned artist tracks who we interview on every single show until next time guys thank you very much and we will see you next wednesday same place same time until then guys take care and have a great week and have a great mother's day as well to all the mums that are watching so guys until next week see you later